0: Here is my reality reflection for today. Okay, you may be listening to this in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the winter, in the middle of the spring. I don't know, but it is the second day of Lent, the day after Ash Wednesday. And boy, did the readings just scream out. I know we're all pretty good, I think. Maybe some of us fell already. But Ash Wednesday puts a new twist on our faith. We know we're going to die. We know we are going to be ashes again. But that springs and should spring forth some joy and hope in us because we know there is life everlasting in heaven if we follow what God told us to do. And in the first reading, and I will... Get these out there for people who are not sitting here on the Thursday after Ash Wednesday a year from now. The first reading, Deuteronomy 30, chapter 15 through 20. Moses is delivering the commandments and basically say, hey, today I have set before you life and prosperity, death and doom. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin on you today, loving him key And walking in his ways and keeping his commandments, statues, and decrees, you will live and grow numerous. Then the Psalms, Psalm 1, this one happened to be the one that got me, chapter 2. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord and who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. Boom. Boom. The verse before the gospel, repent, says the Lord, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then lastly, the gospel, Luke chapter 9, 22 through 25 verses. It's basically Jesus saying, hey, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die, but I'm going to be raised on the third day. And if anyone wishes to come after me, He must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world yet lose or forfeit himself? Second day of Lent. Some of us might be like, All right, I'm ready. Others of us may be like, oh my gosh, it's only the second day of Lent. Oh, how am I going to make it? Again, the key words that jumped out at me today were love. The love of God wanting to live by the way that he told us to live. And we have to go to him to do that. And we have to die to our selfish selves. I remember in the early part of my journey, I used to hear that you'd have to die to yourself or I didn't get it. What does that mean? And that means everything that this world told me for my whole life, I've got to unlearn. I have to learn how to meditate on God day and night. I don't know how many of you listening to this actually meditate Christian meditation, not that new age, home, oh, pull the energy and the force and the manifesting and the crystal. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about inward reflection with God, inviting God into your presence and meditating on something. Readings are always what I meditate on. So I start in the morning, quiet my mind put myself in the presence of God, put myself in the reality of the fact that I am his creature. He is the almighty God. I go through my litany of gratitude. I I confess and I, I do a little act of contrition, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so weak. <laughs> you know my problems and my weaknesses. Please, only in you is my strength. Strengthen me, God. And then I begin by just being silent and I bring Mary in, I bring St. Joseph in, St. Michael the Archangel, my guardian angel, all the angels and the saints to run around and circle me with their love and pray with me. That's how I start my meditation. I also have my blessed candle lit. I douse myself and bless myself with holy water, St. Teresa of Avila said, demon's run at that. And I continue to call on saints that come into my head that I have read and that I have studied and who I want their help. Again, we pray to the saints. We pray to Mary. We pray to St. Joseph for them. They're up in heaven. Can you go ask Jesus to help me out here? That's what we do. We don't ask them for their miracles. They just pray on our behalf. Jesus is the miracle man. And so today, I think, okay, meditating on the law, meditating on the law, and I think a lot of times people live this religion like it's a bunch of rules, and they don't live it with the love of God in their hearts. They don't have that personal, deep relationship with God. They don't feel that they are truly a beloved child of God, that they feel maybe God is that judgmental father hanging out, waiting for them to slip up, like, up, oh, you screwed up, you didn't follow this commandment, get yourself back to confession. And people, in some cases, don't have a lot of joy in their life when they're practicing their faith and applying it to the world, because they don't feel the joy of God. They don't feel the love that he's truly there for. So today there was also another thing that hit me. I am leading a Mary's Mantle consecration on my Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search Find Something More Community. You can join, it's never too late. And it's all about commitment. Try is one of the words that's repeated throughout the reading. Just try and know that God wants you to succeed. He's not sitting there waiting for you to screw up. If we call on him and say, Father, Abba, Daddy, I am not good at this. I need your help. I'm trying, but clearly I cannot do this without your love and your grace. I'm telling you, the more we run to him, the more he's going to give us the grace so that Daily meditation is not just sitting and being quiet. Yes, that is it. But it's also reflecting while you're meditating, you're reading those readings and you're taking God's law into your heart and you're looking at the way that you're living your life and you're identifying resolutions of areas that you know you need to change, even though we don't know how, even though we've tried it time and time and time again only to fail, only to crawl back to confession, say those words out loud again, and until and unless we run to God every single time to help us with these areas in our lives that we are trying to change, we will continue to fall. We need God. So that was what kind of got to me today. And what I'd like to ask all of you today, as we are on the second day of Lent, and if you're Listening to this in the summer or the winter, and it's not a season of quote-unquote penance. It's always a season to improve and to show God that you master your body and your senses. And you master what you read, what you eat, what you drink, how you act, what you say. One of the things that is so enlightening lately is the Eighth Commandment right thou shall not bear false witness to thine of, of thy neighbor or to thy neighbor like don't talk about people behind their backs if you know something about somebody else that nobody else needs to know keep it to yourself god has done so many wonderful things in my life where this is concerned i used to be a blabber i thought the more i knew about people the more i could talk about people the more i would be up in this, you know, area of the know, especially at my work, you know, I mean, there was gossip going on everywhere. I was always behind closed doors, trying to figure out who was saying what about who. And looking back, I know why, because I didn't want them talking about me. So if I'm in the middle of all this stuff, I can continue to be in the know and not worry about what they're saying about me behind closed doors, which I guarantee you they were talking about me. Maybe they were even saying, geez, that Kendra, that's all she does is talk about people. So my challenge today is to be a living, breathing Christ. Go out and act in the best life and like act in other people's best interest. Give them the benefit of the doubt. If someone starts talking about someone, say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable talking about that, if you don't mind. I really wouldn't want anyone talking about me like that. That will shut that person down so fast, and they will tilt their head like a puppy dog looking at you saying, huh, that's, that's beautiful, right? And you are going to slowly but surely, if you continue to ask God to soften your heart, to give you that clean heart, the words that come out of your mouth are not going to need to be thought of. They're going to come from the heart. They are just going to be filled with love. It takes some time. I've seen it. I've experienced it. You know, like I'm thinking that this person is driving me crazy, right? And I, Lord, I'm giving this to you. You want me to love this person like myself. I am having a hard time with it right now. So in my head, I am saying that. And then I am trying to think about words that are loving and the tone that is loving And then slowly but surely, God softens my heart to flesh for this person. And now I don't even have to, I mean, the things that used to push my buttons and annoy me about this person are sweet and kind. And I just look at that person and I love that person. It's happened so many times, so often. A lot of cases, it's people in our own family. I had this exact situation with my brother And I now have a completely different relationship with him because I asked God to change my heart, my heart. I started in the mind, but I really want a clean, pure heart. It could be your spouse, could be your children, could be people you work with, could be your parents, your siblings, friends, cousins, I mean, people are people, we're all different, and we all have different personalities and different upbringings, so we have to ask God to give us that compassion. So let's call on God all day, every day, as we come in contact with people throughout the day, and do our darndest to ask Him to shine the light of Jesus, to be love today. All right, everyone, have a blessed and inspired day. Take care.